Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Hey, this is Annie. And Samantha. And welcome to Stuff Mom Never Told You, a production of iHeartRadio. So today we're doing kind of a revisit on two topics, um, forgiveness and um, the death of my father, which we did an episode on. So I did want to, this was before we did big questions, those episodes. Yeah. So now my question to you is, how are you with forgiveness? Oh, that is a really, that's a big question. And that's a as big question. obvious as that question is, I still didn't expect it. So this is how good I am at this question <laughs> thing. Um, I can throw in some real, real curveballs. So that's do, fair. You do. Uh, I think, well, as well as I'm all over the place and just ask you about random nonsensical things. But yeah, uh, <laughs> for, for forgiveness, I think I'm actually pretty good at forgiving. I'm one of those who it takes a lot to get angry and it takes a lot for me to be done with you. And typically mm-hmm. when I'm done with you, it's when I let go of everything. And so therefore, it's neither either or. But trusting you is a whole other thing. So I feel like, yeah. you know, that's of course a big caveat and that's a big conversation of what is forgiveness really. Uh, the whole forgive and forget is, I don't think it's realistic mm-hmm. and it shouldn't be an expectation. But forgive yeah. and move on. That I think that's mm-hmm. that's more of my tone. So it's kind of that, but I don't forget things. I'm really petty yeah. about that. I will yeah. say that. And so that will always linger in the back of my head. So yeah. I will put myself if it was a one through ten scale, I'm at a five. <laughs> Oh, I like this. Coming up with some metrics. And I'm like, this is the best way I can describe this because I want to say I'm better than I think. But then when I honestly talk about whole forgetting and moving past, I can move past it, but it's always going to be a haunt for me. Right. Ooh, a haunt. Yes. That's a good way to describe it. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm similar in that it takes a lot for me to reach the point where... I am just done. Mm -hmm. Um, And when I think of... This is something that has been on my mind for a long, long time. Because in our society, we do pressure people, especially women, to forgive. And um, 
since we've both gone through trauma, like I I just was so torn by it. I'm like, mm. what if I can't forgive? And I felt like that meant something was wrong with me or I was being petty. And there are some people I want to forgive. I want to, but my body won't. It's not there yet. And that's okay. And um, so we're going to talk today about my forgiveness with my dad. And I think this is the biggest... I've never forgiven someone on this level before. I don't have anything else to compare it to. But to reiterate before we start talking about that, this forgiveness is a very personal thing and it's something you don't owe anybody. And it doesn't make you a better person. There is that petty line (laughs) of uh, holding stuff against people. But in general, it's up to you and... It is about the person who has been wrong. And when we did that episode, that was so enlightening and kind of just like lifting the load off of me. Because we do, or at least in my case, I do think of it as a gift you're giving someone else. But instead, it's really has very little to do with them and all to do with what you want and what is right for you. And yeah, and and just to reiterate, I know we talked about the episode, but a lot of that expectation and a lot of that assumption that women should automatically be forgiving, nurturing, and caring, Mm -hmm. and especially placed on women of color, especially black women in general, being told you need to get past it, you need to be the bigger person, um, have the bigger heart, is complete nonsense. Mm -hmm. And so therefore... It's weaponized. It's just weaponized against women in general. So in general... When we talk about, not in general, um, overall, when we talk about this, it is for your own self and your own therapeutic level and who you are as an individual. And like she said, you don't owe that to anyone and no one is deserving of that in general. Yeah. Yeah. It's massively, it's changed so much of how I think about things. And it was learning that was a gift. Yeah. Um, but I still catch myself falling into those traps sometimes because that's just how it's framed. It's hard to unlearn things. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. And Annie, you and I have had uh, really deep conversations lately and in general uh, and great <laughs> yeah. conversations about the anniversary of your dad's death, which just recently happened. Um, mm-hmm. And I know you've processed a lot this year and I'm really glad we're revisiting that because unfolding that for other people to know does help and it's therapeutic for them as well. But yeah, just to reiterate this, this is very personal and this is very open. And for those who are not in that mindset, that's fine. But also please understand, Annie's being very open. When we talk about these things with y'all, it's because we want you to be a part of our lives. And this is something so personal that it's beneficial for everyone um, mm-hmm. And then also just understand it takes a lot to be as open as she's going to be and as we are, hopefully, <laughs> you more so than me, I think, uh, about stuff like this. Yeah, and I suppose before I, I get into it, um, trigger warning, I guess, if you if you are struggling with um, grief or forgiveness, uh, maybe don't listen to this one or just be mindful if you start feeling yourself. I don't think it's going to get that intense, but, you know... Um, you never can't. That is one thing I have learned in this year is you can never, ever tell what is going to set you off. Right. And some things you think should, don't. Some things you are so shocked by will. Um, yeah, so it's been a year, over a year since my dad's death. Um, it's actually his birthday this Saturday, or would have been. Um, and I have forgiven him. I didn't go into too much detail about why our relationship 
went so bad, but it did. It was really, really bad. And I I was like reveling and telling my friends, when he's dead, I'm going to dance on his grave. I'm never going to forgive him. Um, and I never thought I would. Like if you had asked me a year ago, I never would have thought it. Um, I didn't want to. I really, really fiercely didn't want to. And I've been thinking about that. And I think it's because I was still thinking of it as a gift you give someone else. I didn't want to give him that gift or make him think like I was fine with what he did because I'm not fine with what he did and I'm still really angry and I'm still really hurt, but I was still thinking about it in terms of him and not in terms of me. And now the biggest thing I feel is sorry. I feel so sorry for him. And I don't know. I don't know what facing death every day does to a person every day for years. I don't know what chronic pain does. I don't know what it's like to have your entire body fail on you. Um, and we really didn't know each other. And that's been, that's been painful too. It's like learning. Because when he first died, people kept saying, oh, he'd be so proud of you. And I, like, my knee-jerk thought was, he didn't know me at all. And now, I realize I didn't really know him at all either. Um, and we didn't have like meaningful conversations we didn't share emotions so that's why I didn't really know what he was going through and now I do feel a lot of empathy for that um and he he did have a rough childhood and he was raised by a lot of people and he had a lot of death early on in his life and um he had these abandonment issues that he passed on to me and I've seen those in my own relationships and that's hard too, because I'm learning all these things about him. It feels so disorienting, like learning about a different person. And maybe I could have understood my own self better <laughs> if I'd known him. But I don't know. I was seeing him as a real person, as a whole person with these flaws. And he did do a lot of damage. Um, and I'm not excusing that, but it's just helped me be more empathetic. And it's not something I sought out to do, honestly. I really didn't. Um, and it does make me sad that I, I can't let him know that I forgive him now. And that's the thing that people always tell you, tells you and it's so frustrating because people always say, you better say what you want to say now because when they die, you won't have the chance and you'll regret it. And I remember being like, bah. <laughs> and it's true and it's so annoying. But I do think... I I couldn't have forgiven him when he was alive. I I didn't want to. And I honestly think I couldn't have. And there's something kind of relieving about that, of just accepting that that's the space I was in and it sucks. But I couldn't have really done anything about it because he hadn't done anything to show me that he was changing right. or that he at least recognized the pain he'd caused. Um, well, I was going to say, do you think being able to process his death has been a big help in being able to forgive him, forgive him that if it wasn't for the, his death, you wouldn't have been able to go down this line to actually forgive right. him? So it was inevitable that it wasn't going to happen until he was gone. I think, yes. Or at least, like, I think if he was still alive, and he had changed, 
I still wouldn't have forgiven him by this point. I think it would have taken many, many years if it happened at all. Um, and I, I guess there is some kind of human nature in there of like, you always want what you can't have. Now I can't like <laughs> share, share that I've forgiven him. And I don't like, I do feel so much better since I have. I feel lighter. Um, I, I can't pinpoint when it happened. Again, I really didn't think it would ever happen and I wasn't trying to. I just started feeling so sad for him and so sorry for him and thinking about how like emaciated he was in the bed and like knowing it was only a matter of time and how scary that must have been. And to have like his entire family, he alienated his entire family and there was no time to fix it. Um, <laughs> and I, I talked to my mom and she's in the same space. I think that you and I had talked about that a little bit. Again, how you were saying that one of the big factors of you not being able to forgive him and what's changed now is because you learned things about his past that he could never tell you before that you were discovering mm-hmm. on your own. A, B, he wasn't changing. Like his behavior mm-hmm. continued in that toxic behavior, whether it was out of fear, whether it was out of selfishness, whichever, whether it was maybe even out of pain, as you would say. But when you see a behavior that's not changed, yeah. you can't change it for him or for them right. in general. So therefore, of course, as much as you would like to be able to do so because you are a giving person and a loving individual, you want to. But mm-hmm. that, again, is not on you. Unfortunately, yeah. but yes, that doesn't change the fact you still feel that guilt mm-hmm. for something that you were unable to do, whether it's because of him or because of you. Yeah, and I, I can hold on to anger and hurt. Like those are the easy ones. I, I know <laughs> it, it takes. I, it takes so much for me to get to angry, which I actually think is a problem. Um, but when I get it, it's like. Oh, oh, I saw. I, I am angry. We played Catan. She got mad at me, y'all. <laughs> she got real mad at me. I was kind of like, oh. I was, <laughs> I was so tired, Samantha. I was like, this is how our friendship <laughs> ends. We're the board Catan. game. Catan. <laughs> that sounds right. Uh, <laughs> we are both competitive. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I've noticed that's kind of, and grief is the same way, is people have reacted to it differently. And I think this is also human nature, but I would caution you, anybody listening, like, don't... <laughs> People have told me you shouldn't have... For, like, he didn't deserve to be forgiven. You shouldn't have. And then other people have said, well, what does it matter now? But I don't know, like, treating it like a weakness that I did, which is so interesting because a lot of our cultural discourse is like, no, it's a strength. I've gotten a lot of people who've treated it like I've been weak for like a pushover or something. Um, Which is, yeah. And I I understand that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I understand like the knee jerk. Look at all these things he did within any relationship. Um, How could you forgive him? But I would just caution to not (laughs) do that. Well, that's kind of like when we had our conversation about domestic violence and why women forgive or why women go back. There's a lot of things that we would think we would do on the outside. There's a, it's really easy to spectate and have a judgmental conversation about the do's or don'ts or what ifs, but you really can and that's unfair. You don't matter. (laughs) Outside (laughs) spectators don't matter and that our opinion should be uh, at least to none unless really asked for. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, that has been one of the most interesting kind of shocking things I've experienced. Uh, and then like questioning, well, don't you think it should have taken longer? Or don't you think it take, should have taken shorter? Everybody does this different ways. Um, same with grief. Right. <laughs> and it's something else I've noticed, and I'm not sure if this is a good thing or a bad thing, but I've started translating that, like this empathy and forgiveness to other people in my life that I've struggled to forgive. I've seen it with my brother. Um, I actually ran into one of my abusers lately and God help me did I think maybe I should forgive him. And then I was like, why do you think that? Wow. <laughs> um, so it did, it left a, a huge lasting impact that I'm still kind of working through of like what is just kind of fall out of what I'm dealing with right now right. and what's going to actually stick around. I mean, I know, again, not to brag about the fact that I'm really friends with Annie. Ha, ha, ha. Um, <laughs> we did talk a lot about trauma and forgiveness and what that looks like. And you contemplating, you know, I regret not forgiving my dad when he was alive. Not regret, but I, I wish I could be able to tell my dad that I forgave him. And talking mm-hmm. about what that means as to the people in your life today who... um has traumatized you or part of that trauma. And it was an interesting conversation you and I had about how trauma affects all relationships. And yeah. though there was a bigger part to play in this relationship specific, specifically to you, but the fact is that there's this layered story that not everyone knows. Don't you wish it was a movie that just unfolded, not that you'd want to watch a movie <laughs> about it, but just kind of being able to see the insight of what has happened. Yeah. Um, Because it does, like you said, uh, knowing people's past, knowing people's hurts, knowing people's own uh, issues does help you have more empathy for those people. But at the same time, that's not fair to say that that should affect you in any way, as in you have to forgive them because you know this. Come on, give them a chance. That's not necessarily fair either. Um, No. And it is. And we've talked about it before, but just hold deeper level of trauma and then going through the trauma to find forgiveness and what that looks like. And that there's no time frame. There's no limit. Right. Honestly, it can be after their death. And it's still purposeful and it is still effective. And forgiving someone after their death is okay. Yeah. And and um, you know, it is what you got, but it's not the worst thing that could have happened. If yeah. that makes sense. And and then you're talking about running into your abuser. I know I've had that on my own, having to run into abusers. Or um, And actually, we had a, a, I remember we had a, a listener who talked about that as well and, and trying to deal with that and how to, how to really go about that mm-hmm. and just trying to rush yourself into forgiveness when it may never happen is also yeah. traumatizing too and really mm-hmm. unfair to the individual. So trying to yeah. let go of that. It's really hard, especially, again, for women, especially for victims, especially, you know, for those survivors. It is the hardest bit. And to push someone to do that is complete lack of humanity. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. And I do want to say, I've been talking through a lot of this in therapy about how this person that abused me, and now I feel sorry for them, and now I feel like all these things... And my therapist is always like, yeah, but you don't owe them any of that. And you should have compassion for yourself. Like it wasn't your job to have compassion for them. So just keeping that in mind too is like you're listening to me work through this. You need to keep those things in mind. Um, 
And it is complicated and it does work differently for different people. And there's not necessarily a better or worse way as long as you're looking out for your health and your mental health and all of that. Quick plug. Um, Therapy. Yes. Therapy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. It's been shocking to me how many things I'm like, well, certainly I've worked through this. No. <laughs> <laughs> and it is also oh. the benefit of having a good therapist and a good sounding voice. Yes, yes. And and for those who can't get there, understandable. But those who mm-hmm. have doubts about it or are scared to do it, these are the things that we're talking about, why it's important. Because it's not something mm-hmm. that, you know, yes, you're going to have to uncover a lot about yourself, but it's already there and deep-seated yep. and affecting you more than you know. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so that's... That's sort of where I am. Um, I now have a, a tradition, I guess, where I take a shot of vodka and watch Star Wars on important uh, <laughs> days to my dad, which would be his anniversary of his death and his birthday. Samantha helped me celebrate one of these instances. Um, Star Wars is a very uh, interesting father's tale, uh, so... It fits. Again, when you and I had one of these conversations, we had this whole like dissecting of, oh, this makes more sense for you than it does for me because our traumas are very different. And I'm like, oh, now I see why you like this so much and why you need this so much because I'm like, ah, stay away from that completely. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, it's really interesting to see how you work things out and it's okay as long as it's not, you know, putting yourself in danger. It's okay to mm-hmm. work through these things. And I will say, Andy, from last year to this year, I'm really proud of the progress you've made. And I know therapy was something really, really scary for you. And the fact that you're mm-hmm. still a part of it, you're still in it, and you're still working things out, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. And I love seeing the relationship you have with your mom and how your support systems to each other. And it is a beautiful, yeah. beautiful relationship. Yeah. Um, thank you. And, you know, I've noticed for sure the benefit of of it for me and, and especially mindfulness of just kind of realizing like, oh my gosh, this whole time I've, it's really been a trust issue or like, you know, mm-hmm. whatever it is. Um, also, just want to throw in there, The Last of Us 2, okay, which I've played like four times now uh, in various manners. <laughs> well, it came out right when I was going through all of this and the ultimate story of that is sort of... Uh, father and daughter figure and the daughter figure not being able to forgive the father figure once she arrives at that point because well you have to play to find out um but <laughs> i will say i think i have been a part of this as well and i heard a lot of joel <laughs> my heart my heart <laughs> my heart hurts and i'm like what's happening what is happening yes <laughs> but I think that's one of the reasons it was so impactful for me. And clearly this is a story that does resonate with people because right after my dad died, so many people recommended um, things for me to watch that they thought would cheer me up. And I swear to God, it was almost hilarious how many of them had a missing father figure and usually a daughter who couldn't forgive them. And then, then my friends felt so bad and they're like, well, I didn't even think about it. And I'm like, don't worry, it's fine. Yeah. But like, <laughs> clearly... Did you watch Avengers or the last Avengers one? And I was like, what? What? I'm like, what are you doing to yourself? There's literally a father-daughter relationship in that that is traumatizing. What is, not, what is wrong with you? Not that you can't do it, but you're like, yeah, I kind of forgot. Yeah, I did. And then like How to Train Your Dragon, yeah. which has that too. I did the whole thing. Oh my gosh. Um, 
You know, you work through it in different it's ways. It's true. You like um, to be in the middle of it. I like to avoid it. I like to feel my feels. You do. So, yeah, thanks for letting me share this with, with everybody. Um, as always, we would love to hear from any listeners. Uh, you can email us. Our email is stuffmediamomstuff at iheartmedia.com. You can find us on Instagram at Stuff I Never Told You or on Twitter at MomStuffPodcast. Thanks as always to our super producers, JJ Posway and Andrew Howard. Thanks, y'all. And thanks to you for listening. Stuff I've Never Told You is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday.